It's not the full menu. You're listening to a snack-sized portion of Chef-Demony. Here's your host, Graham McLennan. Welcome back to the Chef-Demony podcast, and most certainly welcome to Season 3. It's really great to be back. I've had a break for a few weeks now, and I'm excited to be returning to the microphone and planning some more Chef-Demony interviews to share with you all. You heard a new voice on the introduction, if you're a longer-term Chef-Demony listener. I hope you like that. I just thought a little change-up would be fun for the new season. So it's been about a month since the end of season two of the show, and my second interview with Chef Andrea Carlson of Burdock & Co. in Vancouver. If you haven't heard that episode, that's 29, uh, available on the website, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your shows, really. Uh, So I highly recommend having a listen to that. On that show, Andrea talks about her new cookbook, with the recipes that uh, Burdock developed over the first five-ish years of that restaurant's run. Uh, Wonderful cookbook, a really fun interview, and if you want to challenge yourself in the kitchen, try something new, I highly recommend picking up that cookbook. As always, I recommend stopping by Burdock to have some delicious food and wine as well. So what's happened since the end of season two? On the sadder news front, my friend Richard Boucher and his partner Ricky, they've decided to bring their oyster catering business called Curious Oyster to a close. Now, these guys did an amazing job with Curious Oyster. You can hear from Richard, actually, way back in season one, episode four of Chef-Demony. We have a great talk about oysters and Curious Oyster. So I'm sad that they're wrapping this up. I know they're on to other things, and I'm excited for them and certainly wish them well, but I'm definitely going to miss seeing Curious Oyster in the Vancouver culinary scene. They were at my wedding and did just an incredibly good job, so... Sad to see them go. They did have a really great wrap-up party about a week ago at Burdock & Co., and that was such a a great opportunity to see some old friends, people I had worked with uh, when I worked at Burdock, and, uh, of course, to enjoy some delicious oysters. So, on the happier news front, what is ahead of us on Season 3 of Chef-Demony? Well, of course, we're going to have more talks with more chefs and with more lawyers and with a few people who may fall outside the typical chef-lawyer profile of Chef-Demony. Uh, maybe a few fun things with some of my Las Vegas chef and podcasting friends. I will keep you up to date on what might be happening as we continue to talk about things and hopefully set some plans in motion. So, Please stay stay tuned throughout Season 3. I hope to have some updates for you there. And I already have some really great interviews planned for this season. A couple are already done, just need some editing work. And I'm really looking forward to sharing those talks with you. So one I did recently was an interview with Chef Sarah Jenkins. Chef grew up in Italy. She's got a wonderful Italian restaurant called Persena in New York City. If you follow Chef Demoni, if you've seen my Instagram, you'll have seen references and Two Porsena pictures from Porsena. The the food there is brilliant, wonderful. Uh, It's a must-visit stop every time I go to New York. Uh, Sarah also has a restaurant in Maine. We talked about a previous restaurant of hers in New York City. Really, really a fun talk. So part of that discussion, I'll give you just a little taste of it now. Part of that discussion was around what is authenticity in food? What is Italian food? And Sarah's got some really interesting thoughts to share on that. 
I'd like to write a story about spaghetti and meatballs because so, you know, it was presented to me over and over again as Italian food. And I was just like, no, 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 no. no." no. And I finally went to Puglia, discovered that actually they make an orecchiette in a tomato sauce with a little teeny tiny meatball in it. Now, the meatball is like the size of your thumbnail, right? It's (laughs) it's very different from a a big, gigantic fist-sized or golf ball-sized thing. But there was, it existed, right? There were some roots to it. Now, today with tourism, I had a friend who was consulting at a restaurant in Rome, and he told me that their two number one dishes were pasta carbonara and spaghetti with meatballs. And why are they serving spaghetti with meatballs? They're serving spaghetti with meatballs because so many tourists come in and they think spaghetti with meatballs is Italian food. So, you know, they have it on the menu. Customer's always right. Customer's always right. Now, you know, at what point is it not Italian food anymore, right? So that will be coming up next week on a full episode of Chef Demoni. You'll hear much, much more from Chef Sarah Jenkins. Really going to be a worthwhile episode to tune into. I also had a really different conversation for Chef Demoni anyway uh, recently as well. And this was with a a friend of a friend. So I was connected to Joe Hawley, who will be the guest on an upcoming episode, by my friend and former Chef Demoni guest, Bart Cops, better known perhaps to you as the camper chef. So when we were down in Las Vegas in, let's see, November of last year of 2019, and there's an episode on this, of course, called Boulder City, my wife and I, we went out to Boulder City just outside of Vegas, and we met with Bart, the camper chef, at his new home. And so that was a really, really fun visit. We recorded a little interview while we were there, and during that or just after the interview, I suppose, Bart said, you know, you should get in touch with my friend Joe Hawley. Really interesting guy. He's doing really interesting things. Would be fun to talk to. So I did. Now, Joe is different for chef because he's neither a chef nor a lawyer. He is a recently retired NFL football player. So it was really fun to talk to him. In the two years-ish that he's been retired, he's really gotten into cooking. So we talk about that, of course. Uh, But I have to say, I was fascinated by what he might have been eating during his playing days. He played as a center, and I am not a sports fan of any description, but I understand a little bit, and now much more, that a center has to be big, a center has to be strong, and I was curious as to what Joe was eating while he was playing his eight seasons in the NFL. Actually, a few years ago, I started... I started trying to take care, better care of my body. I started eating healthier. I, I started eating paleo, which is you know more just natural foods and less processed stuff. And it was actually difficult for me to keep weight on, and I was actually losing too much weight. So then, you know, after a year of eating kind of clean and losing a few pounds, the team came to me and told me I needed to gain some weight and, and play heavier, just because I was getting, um, you know, I wasn't as, as as strong or as big as I was. And so I actually had to start eating kind of heavier, starchier, thicker kind of foods to keep some weight on. And I realized then when I shifted back of how much nutrition actually affects the way we feel and the inflammation in our body and how much pain we're going through. And so when I was done playing, I really was looking forward to changing my diet, losing weight, and finally getting to know what it feels like to not have an extra 60, 70 pounds on me and to eat cleaner food so that I, my body would run more efficiently. And, you know, now I'm 
down to around 230, feeling a lot better and eating a lot better and feeling my body with the proper nutrition, which has been amazing. So there we go. A really interesting talk coming up on food, on nutrition, on what we could all be doing to be a little healthier. Joe has got such a fascinating story, involves one of my bucket list dreams, which is buying a very cool van, kitting it out for travel and traveling around, uh, in his case, the U.S., I would love to do that in the southern U.S. I'd love to hit the barbecue trail. I'd love to do it across Canada as well. Anyway, we have a talk about that. We have a talk about the food that Joe is now making. And unusually for Chef Timoni, we talk a little football. So there you go. That is coming up soon too. Now, remember, if you've listened to the show, I've talked about a couple of thematic episodes, and those really will come out this season. So one is on regulation in the food industry. I've done an interview already with the two people behind Scavenger Coffee in Vancouver. Scavenger is this awesome operation that is a bicycle-powered coffee cart. So you may well have seen them, you may well have had some coffee from them if you live in Vancouver. So I met with Diana and with Rory uh, of Scavenger Coffee. We had a great talk about their business and as part of that, some of the regulatory challenges they faced in getting that business up and running. I've now got plans to pair that interview with a lawyer interview that hasn't happened yet, but I'm on the trail. I think that will happen soon. And I think those interviews, the two of them will go really well together. So that is an upcoming episode as well, the regulation episode. Also, fermentation. You've heard me talk about fermentation for some time. My very patient friend, Paul Haldane of Coastal Cultures, we met some time ago, had a great interview, and I've been holding off on sharing that because I wanted to pair it with another fermentation-based interview. And I've got that now. So just after the holidays, I drove up on a, I think it was a Saturday. It was. It was a Saturday morning to Bricker Cider in Seashelt, so 20-ish minutes north of where my wife and I live in Gibsons, BC. So I drove up to Bricker's. I met with Nick Ferrer, who's one of the owners of Bricker's. We sat in their tap room, the tasting room. I sampled some delicious cider, and we had a really, really fun talk about the cidery, about the cider business, about fermentation, about what it takes to create a great cider, about how cider is really a thing where a known thing, an historical thing, a thing with a place in the food realm in in England where Nick comes from, but it doesn't have quite that same position here in Canada. It's a little less established. Some people treat it more like beer, some treat, people treat it more like wine. Uh, a lot of Canadians don't know quite what to do with it. Anyway, I had a really fun talk with Nick of Bricker Cider, so that's coming up soon as well. Also, I did finally get in touch with, and this is this will be the first anonymous interview that Chef Demoni will be putting out. So, again, if you've seen my Instagram, you'll have seen references to Choke the Zine, which is a kitchen scene zine uh, in Vancouver. And I had an interview with, I genuinely, honestly do not know this person's real name. I had an interview with, unless this is the person's real name, Artie Choke. So Artie Choke is at least one of the people behind Choke the Zine. We had a really fun talk, so that will be coming up soon as well. Okay, I am going to keep this episode fairly short because I've got a whole lot of editing to do and a lot of work to get going on on developing the future full episodes for Season 3. So please remember a few things. 
you can avoid the hassle of ever having to download an episode of Chef Demoni just by subscribing to the show. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or really any of the other podcast app directories. Please take a few minutes to leave a star rating for the show. Actually, that's really just a few seconds. But if you do have a few minutes, please leave a written review for Chef Demoni. I would really appreciate it. Doing any of those things really does help other people to find the show. And as always, I love to hear from you. I encourage you to get in touch with me. Uh, even more in season three, I would love to interact with listeners. I would love to take ideas and turn them into shows. I would love to talk to you about ideas that you think could become shows. Or maybe you know a chef or a lawyer, or you are a chef or a lawyer and could be a good fit for the show. I would absolutely love to hear from you. So please reach out. You can do that on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter, or just send me a good old fashioned email to Graham at cheftimony.com. Okay, thanks very much for listening to this short snack intro episode to season three. I will see you next Friday for the first full fledged episode of the season right here on Cheftimony. <laughs>